from the Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. <laughs> and one of these days, I will figure out technology. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably not anytime soon. Oh, not, not anytime soon. For a nope. film uh, podcast called Com Majors, you would assume we'd be able to at least operate a phone. I am the sole uh, not com major. I mean, we That's do true. have to keep identifying that. I'm an English major. That, we that don't know what to true. do with computers. That is valid. Uh, so today we were looking at a film that made seeing dead people trendy. <laughs> we are looking at The Sixth Sense. But first, we'll ask the most important and pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode? What does everybody have for I'm us? I'm still making my way through uh, some Mad Elf. Excellent. So, uh, ale brewed with honey and cherries from Trogues. It's a very good beer. If you're ever in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and you're visiting the chocolate place, um, stop by Trogues. It's worth it. Uh, and Target has gone full blown Christmas now. Oh, everything. Every place is yeah. everything. So it is. It is appropriate to drink any holiday related beverages immediately. Mm -hmm. Katie, what do you have? Katie is drinking the One Hope Pinot Noir tonight. Just came in my wine club shipment. Uh, it's it's one of my it's my favorite red of the Vintner collection. So, and Perfect. Katie, just briefly, what if what is Wine Club and how could one get involved in it if they wanted to with you? Wine Club is a quarterly shipment through One Hope, which is curated by our head winemaker Mari Coyle. So it's six of her favorite wines, changes every quarter. And you can contact me if you're interested. It ships for free and you get a 20% discount on the wines. So this shipment had a $45 bottle of Red Zin that I'm so excited about. And the Sauve Blanc that we actually grow on a state, which is really special. So it's a $35 Sauve. It's the best Sauvignon Blanc I've ever had, actually. It actually there you is. go. Yeah. And how it much is it? Yes, how much? Oh, so Wine Club, uh, so the price changes each quarter depending on what's okay. in there, but it's usually around right. 150 for six bottles where four of them are reserve bottles, which means they Amazing. Are, are more than $25 a piece. Perfect. There you great go. holiday there gift for bada wine bing, lovers. It's a great holiday gift. It really is. Great holiday gift. I am drinking um, Liberty Bell Ringer, uh, double dry hopped, double IPA uh, by Victory Brewing. Mm-hmm down in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. It's the closest uh, beer I had in my fridge to Philadelphia. Oh, so in nice. honor Lovely. of in honor of M. Night and the Sixth Sense, That's I thought, nice. let's yeah. drink that. Uh, okay, quickly fact check here. A mm -hmm. um, few things in my history teacher mind, re-listening to the episode where I was not on an hour's sleep, I did wonder, was Wisconsin and Kentucky, should we actually consider those Midwestern states? Wisconsin, I, I, yes. I think yes. Kentucky, Kentucky too is more much southern. southern. Probably yeah. not more southern. Where does, the, yeah. where, does the, where does the dividing line happen? So is it, it's... I don't know. South. I don't know because there's always a difference between, you know, people assume when you say the term Great Plains, that means the Midwest, but it's not really. I the Great Plains is very limited. I think everything after yeah. the East Coast is the Midwest. That's yes. not true. <laughs> What Ohio's, well, a Ohio's not ever, in the Midwest? Heard, Jim, you've driven to uh, Pittsburgh. I thought I State mean, College was in the, in the Midwest. <laughs> no. 
Um, so, so I do want to apologize. Now, I did feel a little bit better because at least I know that Massachusetts is further north than Rhode Island. Yeah. So mm. I felt that my geography Listen. was not the worst. Oh, everybody's on the a show. critic. Um, it better also, not be the we, worst on the show. You're the history teacher. Neither of well, us teach history. Well, well, I don't teach geography. There is oh, a difference. Well, they're all related, um, aren't they? Then, uh, as an aside here, we ran a poll this week, as I said I would. I was curious, had anybody ever been to a VFW <laughs> meat <laughs> raffle? Yeah. And 84% of our listeners have not been no. to a VFW. We but need to hear I from drove the people. By I drove by another meat raffle sign yesterday. You're going to have to go into in one. You're going to have town. to do the research. I am going. You've I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. I want to start a sub podcast uh, in which I go to Americana meat mm. raffles, hobby horse competitions. Mm-hmm. I went to a mom's club event on Friday mm-hmm. with Claire. Well, I was there. I, I should have. Re- I could have recorded we, an episode. Americana. Uh, Did you like Mrs. Cow, Dot fired up? We had cow plop bingo. Yeah. No, I. You're allowed to go. It was a run by fruiting. I cow, would like to watch cow Mrs. Plop Doubtfire. Bingo. Ooh, yeah. I. I. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want oh, to involve myself. Oh, and then every that. year at my house in Google Haven, they would have a um, a fishing competition where they would stock the dam with. I think catfish. And then there would be okay. a guy on a megaphone that would get real. They would always have like a big fish. That they would give a name, right? Like the granddaddy, like the granddaddy, what big white, something like that. And then at like three o'clock in the morning, they'd be like, we got the granddaddy, big white. It was, it was a very exciting day. A wow. Very exciting day. The catfish. I Is there would. someone like Hooper there? Yeah. No. Maybe. I would I like there was always to... a guy with a pickup truck that had scenes from the Battle of Gettysburg airbrushed okay. on the outside. Oh yeah, it, but it was like a reimagining when the South won. Yes, yeah, yeah. and it would it would play the like <laughs> Battle of Dixie gen- or whatever. General yeah. General Lee became president, not Grant. Meanwhile, we live in Pennsylvania. Want to also point that out? That's the North. It would be intriguing to go to your hometown at the county fair or something and record an episode. Oh, yeah. That would be very We're, interesting. It's not happening. Let's move on. I worked at the Schuylkill County Fair. Sorry, this could get real long. Okay. We'll carry okay. on. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So now let's go to fact check 1999. Jim DeSanto. <laughs> Jim DeSanto. We got Katie Curran last week. Not Katie DeSanto. Do we do the back in Katie. time song? Uh, we could. Do we need to do yes, it? Yes, we should. We should. Yes, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we don't have it. We don't have it ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just, 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 hold on, hold on, just hold on. Imagine. Just imagine. <laughs> there we go. We have lots of sound drops. Lots of Some of them That's made up by our. Oh daughter. my gosh! There are friends joining us tonight who knew oh, us wow. in 1999. There this are. Could get yeah, so, so Pat or Jamie this or could Bucky. Get dangerous. Yeah. This is exciting. We're talking okay, about so, our lives in 1999, listeners. Yeah. So feel free to so jump on. Our in. focus of this episode is 1999. Yes, Jim. Yes. All right. So here we go, Jim. Uh, in 1999, are mm-hmm. you a com major? Um, am I a com major? I didn't think of that. Uh, in terms of yeah, uh, were you? How many majors did you have? Yes, at the university I was a com major. Yeah, I had, I had two majors officially. 
Okay. Two majors. Yeah. Okay. So you were a comm major. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, where did you live in 1999? Uh, Heafy Hall. Right. There we go. Right. Yeah. Well, for half the year. Second half. Yeah. Half the year. Yeah. yeah it's, Second it's half. awkward because it's like a divided year. Oh, right. First right. right. Half, first half I was first in. First half. In uh, GLM with Jeremy. GLM. What was yeah. my roommate? Jeremy. I couldn't remember his name. Pollard. Pollard. Yes. That's it. There Hello, family. Bucky says. <laughs> Hello, family. Yeah. So, yeah, I was in uh, the freshman dorms and uh, moved from one of the newer freshman dorms to one of the older, Afy Hall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, job? My job was my work study job was working for Father Lally in campus ministries. Great yeah. job. Great job. Uh, Pretty easy. Best friend. I had no friends. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dave Falcone was still your best friend yeah, that's true. in 1999. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Uh, favorite TV show? You know, I was talking to someone about this the other day. I didn't really watch any television in college until I moved into Hafey, where Brian watched a lot of TV. And I would say probably as we started living in, in Hafey, our, the, the favorite thing that we always got together to watch would be WWF. I was thinking yes. that. We would get to watch, yep. we would watch SmackDown yeah. and Raw. Yep. Yeah. And then we go we actually, to the uh, pay per view events. We actually led the charge uh, to have the channel with WWF uh, placed uh, on yeah, the college. Yeah. Well, it wasn't much of a charge. It I was just like, went hey, to, I just went to Pross office and like, can we use this channel? And she goes, sure. I'm. Um, am yeah. I remembering correctly that you didn't watch TV so much that somebody stole your TV and you didn't notice it was gone? Yeah, I can tell that story yes. real quick. So <laughs> when I was when I that was the first half of the year. Um, when I lived with Jeremy, um, yeah, like my TV just sat there mm. and, and Jay Bartlett lived below me with Gene Dirks. And one day, uh, I came home and Jay was like, Hey, you should come down to our room. We're watching. I forget what we're watching. We're watching so a movie. We're watching uh, a movie. And Brian was there. Thank you for the clarification <laughs> of that. Brian. Well, it was, it was, I, I do remember the movie. What was it? We were watching Indiana Jones. Okay. And I was like, okay, cool. So I go down and we're watching the movie. I'm enjoying the movie completely. Unbeknownst to me, I think everyone's kind of laughing under their breath because my roommate comes downstairs and he goes, Jim, someone's stolen our TV. (laughs) And I was like, what? He's like, the TV is gone. And Jay immediately stood up. I was like, no, no, it's a joke. We my TV was messed up, so we borrowed yours. And I was like, "That's not my TV." <laughs> and he was like, "No, dude, no, I took this. TV. I took this TV from your room not like an hour ago." And I was like, "My TV is gray. That TV's black." He goes, "Nope, your TV was dirty, and I cleaned it. Cleaned <laughs> it. It was so oh, dusty. That, that's really that, funny. Room, that room was like um, a cave. You walked into that." GLM room. While it we was are full discussing, of sunshine in that room. It was bright. Full while we're discussing TV of, of the 1999 year, can we ask those who are joining us to tell us what was their favorite TV yeah. show from yes. 1999? I will I will add back, as a close second back. to WWF. It would have to be... Um, uh, what is that show? Oh, The X-Files. 
We watched oh, yeah. the X-Files. Yes. X-Files. Yeah, we did watch the X-Files. Uh, and Katie will keep note of the shows people love because our yeah. game of the week is about Let us know in the chat what your, what your favorite show okay. was Perfect. in 1999, if you can remember where you were. Perfect. All right, uh, question six. What are you doing on a Saturday night in 1999? Pretty much just like this. <laughs> be sitting with Brian and Katie drinking. It's not really true. Nope. Um, definitely going out. Pretty much the same thing that Katie said. We were we'd go out to, I don't know, any number of. We were going to Bailey's house a lot. Bailey's house, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, get pizza and go home. <laughs> mm, so true. Uh, favorite meal, nineteen ninety nine. The Bowtie Ballet. Oh, yes. Pangea. I couldn't even comment on that because my goddamn Wi-Fi last week was freezing on me so much. Uh, But I loved the Pangeo station. It seems so. The funny thing is now, like you go to colleges and everything. So, you know, they have. Oh, so got many different food yeah. options and stuff chefs. like that that like stood out so much at yeah. the time that that Pasta was there made to order. Like now yeah now people will be like what the hell is that we're yeah. just going to go to the bertucci's that's in our cafeteria and get that <laughs> yeah. instead um okay uh number eight favorite band or singer 1999 oh we, i mean this was like in the prime of me going to pretty much every dave matthews show i could go to mm-hmm. i think yep still Perfect. We've gotten and a few finally, uh, before the last one. We've gotten so is a few. Brian saying wait on them until the game of the week? Oh, is that what we're going to do? Wait until the yeah, game so of the week? Yeah, so let's wait. We'll read them the game right. of the week. Okay. I'll be interested to we, hear this. We, we can see you, right viewers. We see you. We yeah. have them. Uh, and then finally, uh, 1999, uh, single or involved, okay. Jim DeSanto. you define the word or? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Uh, both it was, it was very nebulous. It was fluid, <laughs> single <laughs> and fluid. involved. It would change from Daily. hour to hour. Yes, hours. Yes, hour to hour. It was always. I would see These Jim are in the, the days morning. Of our lives. And he was like hour, like Sam Jim would through be an involved hourglass. with somebody in the morning, and then I would see him later at night, and it was somebody else. That's not true. No, it was more like you would say, like, "I thought you guys broke up," or "Are you still with that person?" And there was never a clear answer. <laughs> gray lines, gray. It, it was it was uh college. but he got where he got where he needed to be by the Listen, end we all Brian, ended up where got, we needed got, to by the yeah, year 2000 just, just so happened to pick a very interesting year for me <laughs> yes it just so happened to fall yeah. in that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that could be a whole podcast in itself mm-hmm. 1999 jim junior year jim is brian I, junior year june junior year jim i think there's probably some people yeah. who would have enjoyed uh Enjoy that podcast. Uh, Brian once coined it. What would junior year Jim do? Yes. And then you do the opposite. You do the opposite. Well, it depends on the situation. It's not like what would Jesus do? No, because I made some really good choices. It's not. I made some good choices. I think he made some great choices. (laughs) And then he made some (laughs) interesting choices. All right. I wouldn't say they're poor. All right. Let's move on. Brian's on baby baby detail tonight. We got to move this train. All right. Here we go. This is on the roll. Here we go. Run down. All right. Dr. Martin Crow is a child psychologist. You Not sure what the word is. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Right, here we go. Here okay. <clears throat> Take two. Dr. Mountain Crow. <laughs> Mountain Crow. <laughs> Beard facet. <laughs> okay. Take three. 
Dr. Mountain Crow. Nope. No. <laughs> Martin. Martin. His name is Martin. Martin Crow is a child psychologist shot by an angry former patient. Over the next year, Martin seeks to make up for his mistakes of the past, of the past, pondering over a new child from his office in the basement. <laughs> the new kid is young Cole Sears, who walks through life very terrified. His mother worries he's being bullied or is mentally ill as his thoughts on death seem glorified. As Martin deals with a dissolving marriage and gains the trust of Cole Spears, the boy finally confesses what's going on, what he sees and hears. Cole sees dead people all around looking for help from him. The bigger reveal, Dr. Crow finally realizes that he himself is one of them. Did you write you, you that start to on edit the these. back of, of receipts? <laughs> this is way is too that long. on the back of CVS it? receipts? No, it's posted. Four post-its. That was too long? It's all right. long. Next week is a haiku. There you go. Okay. Boom. There we go. Uh, can before we start, can I just Ungrateful. say, Jim? And, Ungrateful. Jim, in this light, you look like a young Ed Sheeran. I think right now. <laughs> I need I a mini guitar for there. my little yeah, hands. I think you look like a young Ed Sheeran. Oh, in, in honestly, oh my god! Wait, 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 wait. We have a we have a viewer telling us, Jamie Rogers remembers seeing this movie twice at the Steamtown Mall movie theater. Whoa. This is I saw I saw this twice. I saw what who who has some movies? Who tell us who else saw a movie at Steamtown? Do you remember a movie you saw? Oh god. Oh, we saw Star. We saw Lucky Phantom Numbers. Menace. Phantom Menace. Saw Lucky Numbers. I saw Eyes Wide Shut at yeah. the Steamtown. I was the uh movie critic for the school newspaper for oh, we a saw solid Lucky, year. We too. saw no, we Lucky. went to we went to Cinemark, I think, to see oh, Lucky god. Numbers. I don't remember the difference. Well, the one was up by Montage. Oh, the one on Montage was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah, don't the remember one in what Steam Town's we saw not open anymore. Uh, so The Sixth Sense, which was a smash hit in 1999, yeah. uh, kind of out of nowhere. Nobody knew who M. Night Shyamalan was mm. prior to this. Nobody could pronounce his name. Fun fact, uh, Jim and M. Night went to the same grade school That's true. We're where I currently go. teach and my children go. go. Illustrious. You, you could have gotten them for us. Yeah, could you pulled some I, strings? I got it. him on the show. He lives locally. We, I've actually, yeah. I know where he I, lives. I, he okay, doesn't want anything to do weird. with us. You don't think he does? <laughs> no. Well, I thought we were very kind when we did our double episode on yeah. uh, oh, Unbreakable. We love and M Night. Split. I, listen, there is a chance that he will listen to this because I mean, this doesn't even need to be six degrees of separation. Yeah. Like, okay. like two. I don't think he yeah, will listen to this at never, all. Never. No. Uh, so let's talk about this movie and thank you to Jamie for bringing up the fact she saw it twice in the theater because I myself vividly remember seeing this film in the theater as well. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those movie experiences that stays with you because the twist was so well done that mm. um, I still remember being there at this an audible gasp in the crowd mm -hmm. when the twist happens that Bruce Willis, in fact, this whole time has been dead throughout this film. And I think it's one of those really interesting movie going experiences that I'm not sure in the internet age you get anymore. Mm. I don't know if we would have been able to get to that well, without it being spoiled unless you see it almost immediately. Now. Yeah. Kind of in defense of that point though, this movie kind of ruined that. Like you, you 
if you were to do something like this now, everyone sort of goes, well, that's kind of cheap. And it's just a, it's like an M night thing. Like, I don't think you can do twists like this anymore and have as impactful and make it seem as, um, surgical, I guess, as the, as, as well executed. Um, well, yeah, there was a few times I would say this. And then also when, um, in the usual spots suspects with so, yeah, Chris that's McCreary's a uh, screenplay yeah. and, but you don't see it much anymore. In fact, there's an argument to be made that this twist was so good that, uh, M Knight almost screwed himself in the sense that the expectation for so many of his films after is it always had to have a twist. And yeah. I think if you look at a, I mean, unbreakable was very good still. Um, and there was a good twist in that, but then you started to get into some of the other ones and it was, he was almost pigeonholed. Like he has to be the director that makes a twist. And that was, I think problematic for him in some respect. Um, I don't see. Yeah. People say that about signs. I don't consider signs a twist movie so much. No, I don't. I think that I, well, I know there's a little bit one, but it, I think it, it does. That's it a good point. Is, I think it does signs a disservice. I don't know. Think like it's the a twist fact one. that at the end, like it's you're right. It's not so much a twist, but in the same kind of a way, there have been clues all the way through the movie that didn't seem like clues. No, no, no. That's not true. That's not, the tr that's not true in the same way it is in The Sixth Sense. I agree that it's not in the same way. It's, but I'm saying there's a similar, there's a, still a similar thing that no, doesn't no, no. happen in here, a lot of here, movies. Here's what I'm saying. In The Sixth Sense, there's a plot that is set up that you are, as a, as a viewer and characters are experiencing a story that doesn't exist because yes. when you get to the end the twist happens and then it all falls like cards backwards yes. and everything that's happened you you view in a different way and it, it doesn't it's not the same story in signs everything's being laid out there's no twist that says everything you just saw is now different than what you thought it was agreed i'm not i'm not arguing with you okay i'm just saying that there's in in all of his movies, there is that piece that comes at the end that mm -hmm. like it's like a key unlocking a door, right? Which you don't find in other movies where there's this sort of like yeah. answer that arrives at the end. And mm -hmm. it's not you're right. It's not the same as in The Sixth Sense. It doesn't change the whole movie that you saw prior, but it is often. Uh, like it, it's yeah, and it's that, a little that bit is... of like a, you know, a God moment, right? Of like, oh. Like and now, now things make sense, sort of thing, right? Like, oh, that's what all the water glasses were for. <laughs> like, like that's why she died. Like, there, you right, know what right, I mean? Right, like, there's right. like, there's a moment where you're like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah now it all makes sense. I'll so, tell you what did not make sense about this movie: who allowed Bruce Willis to glue that hair on his head? <laughs> because that. <laughs> like certain things with the 4k high def uh upgrade in technology do not age well and that whatever it is was on his head was so distracting yeah. in the movie to me i was this like, was borderline i mean it was bad yeah this I mean, is was... borderline vertigo style of like how much older do you think he is than his wife 
in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Like I, four, it's, 25 years you, older. You think in terms of like their actual ages? The actors and the actors. Oh, yeah. And, I don't know. I could, I could, I can look, look it up. up the actual I mean, ages, what's but super yeah, I weird agree. about it they... is that his actual wives are yeah. probably also that much younger mm. or more. Um, one of our listeners is saying that there's a twist in the movie The Jacket that's done really well. I don't even. Is I... that an M. Night movie? I don't know or is The that... Jacket. No, yeah, same. Neither do I. Tell us more, dear listener. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something about this movie. I thought, oh, I referenced this movie last week when we were talking about mm, two weeks ago, we were talking about Scream. And I said that as soon as you know who the killers are in Scream, it ruins the rewatch. Like, it, yes, like you can't you can't rewatch that film. I think like I think like <clears throat> once you see Scream, that's it. It's like you're you're done. But I really enjoyed watching The Sixth Sense knowing right like knowing the the deal from the very beginning and watching it differently in terms of how it was filmed how it was shot to kind of keep the the audience going along that that false storyline mm-hmm. right like i i thought that was fascinating yeah to watch those moments and <laughs> jim said at the end which i agreed to me you didn't need that piece with I, ha- I hated the wedding ring drop at the end. Like the moment where Bruce Willis learns that he's dead is coming up upon his wife asleep watching their wedding video. And I just felt like there were so many ways that you could have had him realize that he's dead. But what happens is she's holding his wedding ring and it drops on the floor. It. Okay. Yeah. She's wearing his wedding ring. Regardless. Anyway, I wonder it drops if that on the floor and rolls. From the studio. I hated honestly. it. I thought I that know. was, I thought it was literally clunky. And then the flashbacks of it, like him, then he thinks back to their interactions. Like it felt more like it was for the audience and it honestly felt like, like we like we needed no but i agree but i feel like that is something a studio would give a note to because the rest of the movie is it was so nice i think very well done and i think the i think that might ultimately be the difference whereas this was his first big film and i think he was probably at the mercy of the studio had this been like some of the other directors we looked at so far well certainly like a kubrick he would have been like fuck you if people don't get that yeah this is what it is i'm not putting that in there yeah and he probably just didn't have the power to because that screamed like somebody sitting in the test screening and saying well no no now we got to do flashback and you got to show the wife sitting at the table by herself and it it like kind of insults like the intelligence because it was so and i don't but i don't i and i don't know this for a fact but i feel like that was something that was probably said because this, the rest yes. of the film is so well nuanced and so done. It is kind of clunky. Like, I would agree with oh, you. Guess what? People aren't going to understand this unless you do the flashback or unless you drop yep. the ring or something like yep. that. And you do see, uh, I would have been interested if this was one of his later films where he had, where his name is above the head, uh, you know, would he have been able, was that what he wanted to do mm. or would he have been able to do it? Cause I think there could have been some interesting ways. The thing that stood out to me that I found really interesting that I would have loved for them to play off more. And maybe I'm crazy in seeing this and it was nothing. But if you watch at the end when uh, Haley Joel Osment is playing King Arthur in the play, he pulls the sword out 
And in the center of the sword is the same color. What's supposed to be the jewel is the same color as the door handle to the basement of Bruce Willis's house. Yeah, so I have questions about that. More interesting element. Like, what was that something supposed to be something more there? I wondered if if that was supposed to be the telltale sign. And then they were like, no, you got to be more hit somebody in the face about no, so no. that was that was a piece yeah i was also talking but you can go you first guys can go. no go carry on james i'm sorry i think it's just red brian that there's red in like almost every shot of this movie was it i just yeah. they looked so similar to me those two things my question was about the red of course specifically about the red doorknob yes that we see at the end that the the basement has been blocked off right, right. that he is so Somehow, like she just he, put a shelf in front of, or like a, right? Like but a, so, like he's not noticing, whatever. Like he's unaware of the fact that he is not actually opening that door and going down into the basement. Like right. there's something happening in his awareness where, like, he tries the doorknob, it doesn't open, and then suddenly he's in the basement. Right? Like we usually see him then down there. No, I don't no? think so. It usually cuts to a new scene. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it, but it's him going s- in his pocket, and then but cut. we do see him in the basement. He d- there are know. scenes with him in the basement, and so I guess it just yeah, never shows him descending the stairs to the basement. Well, you never see him. That's the thing. Once he dies, if you notice the editing, and that's interesting when you go back knowing the Tristan and rewatching it, you never see him go through any doors, and they always do the fade. They fade a lot of the sequences with him. They fade to yeah. black or to something mm. else, so it, almost as if he is a ghost just going and appearing from one place to the other yeah. once you know the twist. But I, it's done subtly enough that if you didn't know the twist, I'm not sure you'd pick up on it. Yeah, I don't know that, you know, someone, um, Jamie says the color of red was like the presence of death. I don't necessarily think that that's true. I feel like it was sort of like, the areas that were like overlapped, maybe I, I don't know. I guess maybe that's what the same thing, but well, it, there's a lot of red. So like in watching yeah. it last night, I couldn't say that like every. And hold on, hold on. What were you watching it on? A new TV. <laughs> Actually, we weren't watching it on a new TV. Christmas to us, yeah. Yeah, we were. What did you? Oh did no, you you're right. Just, Yesterday no, it was, was on TV. As, yeah. as a quick aside here, tell everybody what you finally did. I, I got so a 4K excited. TV. Yeah. Yes. An enormous, beautiful Ford. Jim got a little TV. excited because Katie sent him that it was on sale at Target. Yeah. And he was yes. like, are you trying to get me going? I was like, so go I get it. going. The the other thing that I found interesting with this and like rewatching is like, I feel like I watched this in like quick succession when it was in the theater, like once and twice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And, and then I thought like, there's really no reason to go back. You're, you can never like recapture that feeling of being tricked. Right. Sure. Yep. But I feel like, you know, however many years have passed and watching it again, I I started to look at different things. So I feel like the first time I rewatched it, I was looking at like all those character interactions with him, like how they didn't really exist. And that's really what I latched onto. And then what I paid attention more to this time was Haley Joel Osment's acting and how his all of his behavior towards Bruce Willis, knowing that he's a ghost. Yeah. That kid was absolutely insane in this movie. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Like actually I, I, he was great. Tony Collette, who 
was the housewife neighbor in yep. the hours amazing? I don't know if this is controversial. I didn't think Bruce Willis was great. He's not really doing was, much. Yeah. No, I thought No, I thought there were I thought there were some scenes where I was like, okay, yeah, like I like this. This is I like what he's doing here. And then there were just some scenes, and maybe it was the toupee. Where I was like, distracted. this is, I was just like, this, I don't know, like next to Haley Joel Osment's performance, which was yeah. out of this world. Yep. And I don't know, maybe I have to, I have to think here he is dead and maybe that's what he's playing. You know, this, he's not quite right. He knows something's off, but I, I don't know. I, I have some problems and this is like Bruce Willis now. Like, I feel like he turned into one of those people that just played Bruce Willis and like he's just kind of I'm going to show up and this is how I'm going to read it. Yeah. And like if it works, it works. If not, who cares? I, I don't know. There was just there was something that's slightly off about him. I liked him better in Unbreakable. He's I thought much he better, better in Unbreakable. In Unbreakable. And I mean, in Pulp Fiction, he's great. I just well, slightly you know off what's funny? about this performance. In both Pulp Fiction and Unbreakable, he's closer to John McClane. Yeah, and in true. this, he's playing like an academic that is sort of like white collar he and i think his way to do that was just like subdue all his like mannerisms everything yeah all his bravado that he normally carries into a Mm. role and 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 doing that he was just this like understated didn't really show much yeah yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a a gray napkin in this movie yeah did anybody else wish that the guy from chances are would show up at the end and give him his inoculation <laughs> so he could so he could come back um no. we did have he some comments christopher Plummer. we had some comments on the red and so yeah so i think there was something going on well i think he was trying to it did feel like the red was supposed to be symbolic because especially with the doorknob right yeah. the doorknob made it feel like this is supposed to be symbolic the problem was the tent. It, it yes, but it showed up the as tent, you said, yeah. it showed up so often yeah. that it felt like it lost its right. So if if red was the presence of death, well, every time you were with Haley Joe Osmond or Bruce Willis, then theoretically death was present. Haley Joe? What's his name? <laughs> I'll just roll Joel. What's, what's the kid's name? Joel um, Haley, whatever. Right. Who so cares? there was a lot of red, but uh, another listener, Jess Anderson, just said that you'll find red in all of M Night's movies. That that's like his color. Like, yeah. and we. So Jim was saying, vert- in Vertigo, it's the color green, right? That yeah. there's, and he was oh, obsessed yeah, with. Is. He's obsessed with Hitchcock. Mm. And so Brian, I-, I wanted to talk to you about just the the look of this movie because, if I remember correctly, you know, 1999, you have The Matrix and this coming out in the same mm. year. And they have such a similar aesthetic as far as this, like, mm. cold. Well, there was. Actually, if you think about 99, you get Matrix. You get this. You get Eyes Wide Shut, which had eeriness to it. I think it was. But that film's probably... way warmer than these two. I yes, think. it is. But I thought it was interesting. I thought I saw some Hitchcock. Yeah. You got your typical Kubrick over the bed shot where they were kind of. Oh, and there's even down. the vertigo shot where they. Yes. They do the. Well, tilt. I mean, M. Night and um, is one of those kind of like a Tarantino, you know, film junkie type guy who will take things. You know, there's yeah. elements of De Palma. There's elements of Kubrick. There's elements, lots of elements of Hitchcock in his work. I thought the color palette was interesting and he does. He loves to use red. I was actually surprised. 
uh, I didn't recall, and maybe this you fall into, I, I think this movie is better than a lot of people might remember it if it you is. go back and watch it. I agree. I think people got so caught up in the twist element of it. And that was like its selling point. And I think that's why so many people saw it and became such a big box office hit. The cinematography, the lighting, the use of color, palette, everything is great in this. And there's in particular, I think some shots, some static shots on people's faces. And Haley Joe is unbelievable in it where they where he uses stuff like that. Yeah. And it's really well shot for what I don't think was a was a very minimally budgeted film with big time directors. So Frank Marshall um, was one of the directors of this, you know, Spielberg's people directed this movie and it, it got a lot of push. I think people love the script, but it is a it's a really good movie. You know, it, it's more than just the twist. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, Jim's right. You can go back and watch it. And I think it ties into some things Jim I loved has been hitting on recently when we've been talking about comedies. You know, those comedies that just have those gags, you know, those like over the top ridiculous gags that you laugh at or the discussing scenes. You can't go back and revisit those. Yeah. Like this isn't the equivalent of that. No, this isn't a film I... that solely relies on that twist. And then once the twist is done, you're like, okay, I, I don't need to see it again. I think the this... filmmaking in this is great. It still gives you the willies, right? Like oh, yeah. even knowing, knowing what's going on from the very beginning, just the entire story. And you so empathize with this young boy. Right. And so when you realize like the, the scene where Tony Collette comes back into the kitchen and all of the cabinets are out, are and open. He's got his hand and his and hands yeah. and his, mm. like the terror on that child's yeah. face, like that scene makes the hair on the back of your neck raise. Like, you know, immediately, like something is up, right? Like, even before you know what's going on, you're alerted to just that there is a heightened situation of terror happening for this child. And I just think it carries you through as the audience, through the whole piece. Even after you know what's going on, even after you know, like he is being visited by ghosts, it's still this that creepy. Movie is a legit horror movie, almost in some respects. It was. It's a psychological. A it's a yeah, psychological it was a lot. Thriller. It was a lot creepier yeah. than I remember it. Yeah, there, there was definitely element. I was like, this is definitely. I like felt an it Stephen King, you know, not oh, yeah. I was going to say there's a um, very Stephen King. And, like if you had told me, by the way, this was a Stephen King, like short story or something. I absolutely would have been into that and thought that was true. It's, it is interesting because I wonder, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever read anything about uh, M. Night being, you know, a Stephen King junkie. But I, I can imagine based on his age that it would make sense. Um. And the little the little side stories that he puts into this that are like little cautionary tales and like little parables or like little horror stories like each ghost has their own horror yeah. story are very Stephen King and they're very like dark. <laughs> and I feel like that was the piece where I thought like I wanted a little bit more and I guess it wasn't the, yeah. necessary but. I I found uh, like there, even though it was a horrible story, there was a moment of like release, I think, with the the Misha Barton storyline mm -hmm. where, you know, so Dr. Crow encourages Cole Spears to like talk to the ghosts, basically, right, to see it's to yeah. see how he can help them. And so he does and ends up helping 
this young girl because the mother has been poisoning, was poisoning the older sister. The older sister dies. Now she's poisoning the younger sister. And so Cole shows up and, and kind of like helps to connect those dots for the dad and so saves this young girl, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it left me questioning, right? Like, so like what was he going to help all the other ones mm-hmm. you know like did he did he yeah did he help I, the, the, the folks in his house to me the folks in his house were the most terrifying yeah. right like i wanted to know like what was going on obviously the woman with the cabinets was being abused by her husband yeah. but like there were like the the kid the kid with the gunshot wound to the head like, i guess you got enough of their stories that you kind of knew the deal yeah. It, but you know I wanted, what should have happened? More. It was 1999. They should have casted David Duchovny as the Bruce Willis role. Then mm-hmm. they could have rolled Haley Joel into the Unbreakable universe. Yep. We wouldn't have had any issues. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Uh, this Misha Barton appearance made me want to rewatch the first season of The O.C. I was thinking ah! that. Because I was like, that's was Misha like, Barton. Me Jim was like, o- no, it's get me. Not. It is. is. Get me the OC. Let's watch some OC and enjoy there with that. Um, This film, (laughs) I think, uh, also hit on an idea, you know, the idea of, you know, the afterlife and giving somebody closure and attempt to come back. I don't want to talk about chances are, you son of a... This is not not chances are, but it does allow me to... Give a little uh, plug to uh, this year's Valentine's Day movie, a film that this was more in Jim's vein, the horror of the idea, whereas our Valentine's Day movie, Ghost, also Ooh. deals with this topic and more in the Katie and Brian way with the amazing Patrick <laughs> and Swayze. Um, oh, we lost Brian. Oh, Brian's no. Gone. Now you get four of us. Yeah. And then when when this well, happens, oh wait, you you you. Moved I guess it. we can do it. We can do, do that. It. Okay, wait. What can what kind of a shape can I we think? Make? If I go like this, I can touch my own hand and uh, then. Some, no, 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 no. Wait. Oh, you're going through. If I touch my own hand, oh, I think the space time continuum wait thing a breaks. Second. That's the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Okay. We um, might not get Brian back, so yeah, we're might not just going to close up. So we're going to finish this up. Yeah. Um, we did not talk about Mark Wahlberg at all. I'm still Donnie Wahlberg. God damn it. Donnie Wahlberg. I still can't believe that that's him. Yeah. What kind of shenanigans are they pulling with his face? Because I don't get how that's his face. Uh, I think he just went real method acting and lost like a ton of weight. I I, was weird. Oh, because Brian rejoined. Brian's back. back. Brian, we were just talking about you. No, we weren't. We were talking about Donnie Wahlberg. Mm -hmm. Oh. We were. And Uh, I was actually. Katie didn't believe me. me. You, you thought I was going to come back and it was going to look like a scene of The Shining <laughs> with me with the fucking axe going at my <laughs> line on the computer. Um, Katie didn't uh, actually believe me that that was Donnie I still, Wahlberg. Like, I still can't yeah, see it. Like, looked, even knowing that, I can't. Oh, you can't? Oh, he was no. really good. Yeah. I still can't see it. He was really it. good. Um, just briefly, uh, because we, we need to move on, but I, and I didn't get to hear. I'll listen in the re-listen to that. Um, I actually think one of the best scenes we've seen this year in a movie was in this. The scene in which Haley Joe and Tony Collette are in the car yeah. and he shares yes. with her. I think that is literally hands down 
might be the single best acted scene we've seen all year on the show. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some really good movies. That is a masterclass in writing, acting, everything. Yeah. Brilliant. I totally agree. And I love the relationship between the two of them. You know, again, we get that that storyline of like a family that doesn't have much. <laughs> um, mom's super stressed. Kid is going through struggles that most folks would have no- nothing close to. But like their relationship is solid, you yeah. know, and like her love for him is like never a question. And I like that. Yeah. Well, this is a movie, okay. definitely rewatchable. I was a, a, a tad bit um, surprised that it's not readily accessible streaming anywhere, um, we which is kind of yeah. weird. We run yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, is it Disney owned now? Maybe I, that's why. I was going to say that, but I don't know where I was getting that information from. Yeah, so we'll see. I think it is. I think it is. Maybe yeah. that will be on Can Disney Plus. Can I just tell Plus? you, like, my students are going crazy. Is Disney tonight. Plus tonight? Yeah. yeah like, it it's was Mandalorian. It was like an, your, like an your, event at your school students, today. Jim and I were talking about that before we came on. <laughs> where is We did a dance. We, we did, Plus like, app. it was a lot like, like, uh, where JD is and Disney Plus app? I said, where is Did you hold up the dog and make the dog be, what's his name? Yeah. Rowdy? Rowdy. By the way, favorite show of 1999. I'm sorry. I totally forgot about Scrubs. Scrubs is like my favorite one of my on the air. Oh, yeah. I thought that was slightly later than that. No, it's old, man. You can't get it in HD. We've well, got we have that... new new folks listening. If you want to join in, we're going to talk about best TV shows of 1999. So put your comments All right, let's do, in. Are we doing the yes. time machine again? Uh, no, game of the week. Here game we go. Of the week. Game of the week. All right, this week's game of the week is keep to cut to. So what I did is I looked at. The Emmy winners for television in 1999. I looked at the drama winner, the comedy winner, the most nominations, and then I went to the Nielsen ratings and found the most viewed show that year. You get to keep two of these shows, which means people could still watch them, uh-huh. and cut two, which means people could never see them again. Mm. All right, so here's your choices. Okay. Uh, the- oh, no. Did we just lose Brian again? Oh, well, we're not going to be able to play this okay, game. So me and Katie can play. Well, Really? How well do we have this we have the shows? Yeah, they're, they're right here, right? I don't I don't think so. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I got it. All right, go ahead. So I'm just gonna do it out of these four. Yep. So the uh, the Emmy winner for best drama was the uh-huh. practice. The Emmy winner for best comedy uh-huh. was Allie McBeal. For um Emmy most nominations was the Sopranos, and the most watched show was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Please remind me who were the lawyers in the practice. Uh I think it's Dylan Mc Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Mulroney? So yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. So here's my deal with this okay. list. I immediately want to say, like, I only want to keep one and get rid of all the others. And I think Sopranos we could have won Sopranos. for best drama, best comedy, and should have been the most watched show yeah. of the year. I think so. I did like the practice. That said, I can't remember a darn no, thing and, about it. And so Ellen McBeal was so bizarre. When, when I look back on it and I think about it, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't no. didn't even watch it. But I, I I think I've seen like an episode yeah. or two. 
it was pretty garbage from can what I remember. We, now can we bring in what our what our friends, our listeners have said sure. that they were watching in yeah, 1999? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to the top of the list. Let's see here. Okay, here we are. So mm-hmm. Brett, Bucky, Brett, Buckridge dropped a little TRL, TRL. on us. I forgot about TRL. Yeah. That's a good that's a good addition. Is it? Uh, I never watched Is it. Is it? That was like the <laughs> that was like the beginning or like Was that like afternoons the death knell on MTV? of MTV for me? That was like Afternoons the, on MTV. Yeah, I stopped at that. Carson point. Daly. Tess, of course, impeccable taste, says The Sopranos. Of course. Well done, Tess. Um, Jamie (gasps) brings the ER. I loved ER. I loved ER, too. I kind of got mad at ER once Mark Green died and nothing good ever happened to that man. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, what was happening in that year on ER. Yeah. So what was that, like, year three? It started in, like, 96? No, it was, ER started way before 96, didn't it? I don't know. Listeners. I am back. Oh, hey, Brian. We're talking about ER we, yeah, and when it started. When did, when did ER start? ER started, uh, would be Jib and I's freshman year in high school. Yeah. So, 94. 94. I said 94. Actually, also the same year. Oh, no, excuse me. It didn't. Um, it was my it started freshman year. Our so- no, your freshman year. Yep. You know how I know that? Because Sherry Stringfield, who was Dr. Lewis, starred in nypd blue for the yeah. first season of the show and that was my freshman oh year my in high school and then oh she left goodness. that show to go to you so brian uh, we, we were trying to play your emmy game and i think we screwed it up but we are we keeping two of you get to keep two on the list so okay. uh, so we, I, I we mean, only want one discord yeah we really uh, only want the sopranos you only want the. You didn't like the practice. I said I. I remember watching it and liking it, but I don't remember a thing about Dylan it. McDermott, so it can't really it be. Uh, he, not I did Dermot not... Moroni. I know. I always oh, confuse the two. Who is in? But the Righteous Gemstones, I like which is a much both of them. Also, he is in Shameless. Shameless. Also, right? he is in My Best Friend's Wedding. Also, he is a Silver Fox. But I also do like Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I did not like the only thing I like about Ally McBeal is it's what gave Robert Downey Jr. his return mm. to acting. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's how I learned about Portia. I liked Portia. Um, uh, the practice also had Jeff Fader on it and was awesome. Mm, mm. Yeah, we don't remember. But, it. I remember uh, watching it, but I don't remember a thing about it. But the rest of them, I agree. I could get rid of all of those. All right. Who wants to be a millionaire? I don't care. Come on. I don't. How was that the number one show in America? Dude, it was huge. Just... That was that first year. Remember? Oh, yeah. Remember our, in our, in our, in our comp classes, we talked about it like nonstop. Mm. People were it's watching so it like weird. crazy. It was good that first year. It was, but I just, the number one show in America? I don't know. That's Dude, weird to me. I, I, at least people were maybe learning something. That's true. All right, true. let's okay. do five uh, questions. Five, five questions. Here we go. You want answers? You want answers? answers. I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? <laughs> what the fuck is the internet? Every time. Why? All right, five questions this week on Five Questions. Jim will be answering the questions. All right, here we go. Before Discord kicks me off again and I literally burn my home down in anger over it. Uh, Thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, New Kids on the Block. Donnie Wahlberg is in this movie. Thumbs up or thumbs down on New Kids on the Block. Uh, At the time, I would say I'm definitely thumbs down. But I feel like... As time has gone on, I'm more of a sideways thumb to up because of how they've been used uh. in a lot of the. That, I mean, the scene in it alone makes 
new kids worth it to me. All right. The right there stuff. There you go. The right stuff. They are. The right stuff. The new kid. <laughs> hey, new mm-hmm. kid. All right, here we go. Uh, better Bruce Willis, Die Hard films oh, or Die M. Hard. Night films? Die Hard, 100%. All right, there we go. Uh, question three. The least important of the five senses is blank because blank. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's very hard. Very hard. Yeah, I don't know. I, this is really tough. I... It's taste. I'm going with taste. Taste and I guess smell because they're so tied together. Well, yeah, but so you taste more with your smell than you do with your taste buds. That's not true. That's not That true. is true. No. I mean, they work is that together. scientifically true? No, yeah. it's no, not. It's it just true. means that if you can't smell, you have a hard time tasting. But it doesn't mean that if you can't taste right, anything. Right, but you lose the flavor. If you lose the, if you lose your tongue Then you don't tasting, get the sweet you, and the salty. You don't get anything. It don't Anyway. Okay. I think there I need go. to hear music. I'm kind of like seeing things okay. <laughs> and all right so there we go all yeah. right how about this how favorite question favorite sense what is your favorite sense uh i guess hearing i don't know I that's, all right, a, good that's a good one all right good choice all right deep thoughts question if you could have the opportunity to talk to dead people would you do it fuck no what you don't know you know, you don't want to talk to dead people? I do not want, no. You no. don't want to be like the Long Island medium? Absolutely not. Oh no, she terrifies know. me. Her hair. I don't even know her who that is. Her hair and her nails. Oh. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. She well, could be just Long were Island we, lady. What were we watching with the lady with the fake nails? Oh, no. I don't know what it was. I was like, Jim, what is up with people in the fake nails? Wasn't it Tony Collette when she Doesn't was looking at the- Doesn't go away. Uh, yeah, it was. It was Tony Collette. When she it was, was Tony Collette. And I wish right. I would. I could say like, "Oh, that's something that died with the '90s," but it didn't. Still here. Somebody at school has like spear nails. Have you seen these now? They're like points up at the oh. top. Why? <laughs> Jamie Rogers <laughs> says, "Katie, we're com majors, and we know that taste smell fact was bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> no, there is. This is true. No, you can only. T- you, there's the only five. Taste your smell enhances your flavor, but if you couldn't taste anything, your smell doesn't enhance nothing. It's <laughs> well, like dividing by zero. But I'm just thinking, like, so you still get to like smell the food, you don't get to like taste the like that's sweet, probably even worse. Salty, just cut that shit all out in this area. <laughs> hey, did I since I was not here, uh, did we share what everybody's favorite TV show was? <laughs> Yes, we did, right, Bryce. We did. So much right, happened good. while you were gone. Good, thank you. Uh, all right, it's ratings time. went up. Next week, <laughs> next week is the Matrix. Uh, but I would like some dispensation since the birth of the baby. There's not a fucking chance on earth I am watching Message in a Bottle, uh, and we're doing our wild card week is in two weeks. So can we? Happening? He's shaking his desk. <laughs> So can we just can is we Brian, just pick? Is there an earthquake in Easton, the, Massachusetts? There is. There might be. Oh, I, that's how angry I am about Discord. So I am getting rid of message a bottle. I'm picking two movies out of the box. Oh wow! This week, Brian's going rogue. But do you know, audience, what this means for Brian to not follow the rules that he created for the show? This is all, all right. hell's breaking so loose. So election is one of the movies. Yes. Uh, being John Malkovich Ooh. will be one of the other oh, choices. All right. I and like that one. I like it. The other one will be Any Given Sunday. Ooh. Oh, I saw that in the theater. I remember right. that. So Any Given Sunday, Election, 
or being John Malkovich will be our mm. wild card week. And we'll decide that any given next Sunday was 98. Mm. Yeah. So we will decide that at the end of next week's episode. Mm. Next week's episode, though, is The Matrix. Huge awesome. movie of 99. Awesome. Huge. I'm very excited. The big movie. Uh, remember, like, sh- uh, share, subscribe. <laughs> Make sure you're listening to the Pop Adult Popcast. Uh, and, and if I... <laughs> Don't destroy my computer between now and next week. We'll be back yes. for another episode. Yes. yes. Yay. Right. Yay. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>